They say that in the army the pay is mighty fine. They say that in the army the pay is mighty fine. They give a hundred dollars and take back ninety-nine. They give a hundred dollars and take back ninety-nine. Oh how I wanna go. But they won't let me go. Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies that are video games with Bryn and Jeremy. <laughs> and uh, this week we are talking about the first Dark Council week for yes. movies that are video games or were yep. video games. Video game month video here, game on, adaptation here on the Generation month. Lost podcast. Um, and what you just heard is, I assume, a... Uh, a uh, a video gamey version of the theme song maybe (laughs) uh trying uh i'm almost done we'll see if it's not easy i bet chiptune stuff so i i the thing about it is the the song is not done yet and jeremy hasn't heard it so maybe you heard it maybe you didn't but uh but um the thing about it is i i kind of bit off a little more than i can chew by trying to do um a PS1 style, Ooh. like like a jungle beat, you know, mm-hmm. uh, rather than the sort of obvious, because we're not talking about games from the NES or Super NES. We're well, mostly we are. Talk- well, uh, yeah, next week Super- we are. Yeah. Except for that one. But the other three are pretty firmly uh, next gen games. Yeah. So I'm, I try, I'm trying to, and we'll hopefully be done this weekend. So Jeremy can stick it at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> um, make one of those and it's uh it's it's definitely a lot i'm learning a lot about sound fonts but mm. <laughs> uh, everyone's but, uh, favorite subject yeah <laughs> i'm sure there's two people who are like i'm gonna talk to brain about sound fonts uh, <laughs> but Brain's I'm, DMs I'm, are open yeah <laughs> they still are for some reason um but anyway uh yeah so we're talking about mostly movies that uh were made out of uh ps1 and later disc era games uh mm-hmm. disc console games yeah what is the first monster hunter on that's a great question because um, silent hill is definitely a playstation one original right that's right it's a the PS1. first one i played would have been playstation 2 but Monster, Monster Hunter is a game I've never played. Monster Hunter came out on the PS2. Okay. In 2004. Um, which that was the first one. Um, and it's there's been a ton of uh there's been a ton of them. So many actually. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's a lot of these. So there's there's five or six main game. We're talking ones. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter G. Monster Hunter Freedom. <laughs> Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter 2. <laughs> Monster Hunter Frontier G. Monster Hunter Explore. Monster Hunter Generations. And these are spin-offs, which means they were just like weird, sh- shittier visions for the 3DS Who could forget? and Android. Monster Hunter Diary. Poka Poka Iru Village. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound like it came... Actually, that game is um, was developed by FromSoft, who did uh dark souls (laughs) what Um, yeah that was just like a weird thing they did before uh, because it looks like it's um for babies it looks like it's for babies yeah it looks like it's for um it looks like it's the same people who did um uh uh i always want to call it animal farm what is it actually called crossing animal crossing (laughs) yeah yeah it looks like animal crossing uh yeah that game never came out in america um Mm. but we are not you can tell from the name (laughs) Yeah, and how there's no English translation of the cover. Um, But that's about the cats, because in Monster Hunter, there's a cute species of, like, anthropomorphic cat Mm. uh, that shows up in this movie. And considering this is an episode where we missed one and we're doing two movies at once, we should probably just get into the film, Monster Hunter, our one of our future presentations, where it's a double feature. Double feature. 
um, Monster Hunter from 2020, uh, written and directed by the god Paul W.S. <laughs> Anderson. Um, the one and only true Paul Anderson. <laughs> The uh, the best director whose last name is Anderson. <laughs> Paul <laughs> Wamis Anderson. <laughs> Move over. And the S is also capital at the end of Wamis. <laughs> Move over, Paul and Roy and Wes. We've got the real Paul Anderson here. Absolutely, yes. Um, a man who's famous for only directing dog shit movies. Um <laughs> Dog shit movies that are actually kind of fun a lot of the time. <laughs> Some of the time. Um, Mortal Kombat, kind of fun. Event Mortal Kombat's kind of fun. Very fun. Uh, Alien um, versus Predator, very fun. Pretty fun. Uh, but then you got Resident Evil in there, which is one of the worst movies we've ever watched on this show. Yeah, he really goes and takes a pretty pretty hefty <laughs> detour for a little bit there. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the Resident Evil sequels that he's directed all of, which are seemed to get uh fucking like exponentially no, if he didn't direct all of them yeah he did no look uh apocalypse and extinction he did not direct oh yeah oh you're right you're right but afterlife and retribution he did as well i i think extinction is the one that gets really insane and then um, the final chapter as well god and he loves resident evil i think he's just in love with mila jovovich yes uh, um, that's definitely the case and they are married and have been so uh, and have three children <laughs> together. And they keep just making movies together. And that's, making movies you know and what? making babies. What a couple, huh? Power couple is what mm-hmm. we call that. So this is the... Um, she's in everything. She's in, um, she's in The Three Musketeers. Yeah. Is she in Pompeii? Probably. Uh, no, it doesn't look like it. She's not in she it. She was busy. She's probably doing something else. But Kit she's in, Harrington is in Pompeii. <laughs> she's in every Resident Evil movie. She's in this. Uh, is she in Death Race? No. Um, but he loves make he loves making her Jill or whoever she is in that movie. Yeah. Um, isn't she Jill? No, she's Alice in that movie. He really is king wife guy. Unbelievable. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> what a fucking what a champ for the genre. <laughs> and you know what? More power to him. That's mm-hmm. cute. I'm glad they're making movies yeah, together. Yeah, he's huge in our community. <laughs> You're as a wife guy. As a wife guy. <laughs> you know, you don't really talk about your wife as much. I, well, I don't I feel. <laughs> I feel like you're not like always mentioning. I feel like wife guys are like making their identity around their wife. You're right. And you're I'm really sort of more just, of a. I'm really more of a dad guy. You're a dad guy for sure. <laughs> um, or I guess the the format would be I'm a kid guy. A kid guy. Son guy. <laughs> Sun guy. That's like in Dark Souls. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this movie came out in 2020. It is a um, an adaptation of the whole series, I guess, mm-hmm. of Monster Hunter. And you might think, hey, Monster Hunter isn't about anything. Famously has no story. Right. Uh, except you go and fight monsters and level up your guy. No, I've never played a Monster Hunter game. Um, and that's fair. They're very, very particular and niche. My uh, my stepbrother-in-law, uh, I guess I would call him my stepsister's husband, um, constantly tries to pitch me on Monster Hunter. Um, sure. He's a big gamer. It's like the thing that we talk about. And um, I guess there was one on the Switch that he thought was really good. And he would, like every holiday for like two straight years, he would be like, have you tried Monster Hunter? Why don't you just buy it for you? don't know <laughs> yeah uh that's how pe- monster hunter is a game that has an extremely steep learning curve okay it it, it isn't doesn't have a story like famously it's mm-hmm. a fantasy situation where you're a hunter and you get you fight dragons you get their hide and you take those and you can make new weapons and get new power-ups okay. to fight bigger and bigger monsters. Is it like a Dark Souls type of thing where it's like it's just really, really hard? Um, it's hard in... in It's not easy. Um, it can be... Chale- it's challenging. Um, I wouldn't call it like Dark Souls-ish because Dark Souls 
we don't have to go off on a tangent about Dark Souls, but mm. uh, <laughs> it's not that way. Like it's not, it's not complicated in that way. It's like you can progress and then it's just that the like if you google like monster hunter stats menu it's okay. like six pages um of very unexplained stuff so we, the, the learning curve is very difficult why it's just why it languished as a basically only a japanese thing for a long time until probably that switch one world in 2018 and then even more popular i think monster hunter rise I'm not the biggest fan. I do own one of them, and I actually forget which one. Mm. I played a little bit of it. I found it very difficult to get into. Um, I think, like Dark Souls, I probably need a friend to like tell me which stats to pump and stuff to get into the loop. Um, but I didn't find the combat immediately as fulfilling and interesting as I did with Dark Souls. Um, seems pretty sort of devil may cry kind of like button mashy mm. i find that to be very boring um so that's it's not a big series and you know they had a sort of big boom in the 2018 um finally in america but it's weird that this even got greenlit to me because it's not like monster hunter is a famous it's not like one of the bigger video games um yeah. my guess is that Paul W.S. Anderson has a lot of goodwill in terms of being able to make movies cheaply and then make a lot of money off of them mm -hmm. um, that are that look like big blockbusters. Um, and he just likes the series. That's my guess. He's just like a big... Oh, look, here in Wikipedia. Anderson stated he had discovered the Monster Hunter series on travels to Japan in 2008 and become a fan. <laughs> and he considers this a passion project because okay. he's a huge nerd. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, he's a big gamer, it seems like. Huge gamer. <laughs> One of the biggest gamers there are, I'd say. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, famous, so you'd think, how is this, what is this movie about? And the answer is nothing. Nothing at all. And and so, like, hearing you say that that's kind of what the games are like makes sense to me. Like, that this is kind of what the movie ends up like. However, that's kind of, I don't know, like, saying that it's not the most popular game kind of, you know makes that a bit of trouble you know because <laughs> like, you need to either be selling that it's a good movie or that it's a game that people will just pay to see a movie of and it's neither of those so that's right. trouble he um, just wanted to to make big monster fights it's very clear watching this movie that the entirety of the thought process was we can have my wife fight big dragon yeah and then Boy, howdy, if you want to see Jamila Jovovich fight Big Dragon, you're going to get it. That's pretty and much a, what it is. A lot of it. So very briefly, because it's not much, um, she is an Army Ranger captain for some This is the the strangest thing. Why not just set it in the store? In the, yeah, in why the, does she need to like fall into the world or whatever? We'll get to this because it's a big it's a big gripe <laughs> I have with the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she's an army ranger captain. She's got a little troop of army rangers, one of whom is T.I. for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He doesn't want to talk about anything if it's not about the money. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he <laughs> he uh, so they get pulled into a storm and they get pulled into it. Like, literally, there's no character development. Don't worry about it. Uh, all that happens is they're in the middle of the desert for some she reason. She has like a she has a husband and daughter, I believe, that she's trying to get home to. <laughs> that is, is the is that in like a she's got a picture or something? She got a picture or something? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so they get sucked into a different world where monsters are, and then a big dragon attacks them. So mm -hmm. they're just trying to shoot it with all their army stuff. They're in a, a jeep. They're in a couple of jeeps actually. Um, and then they just like, they they have no chance. It's just fucking ruining them. Yeah. Um, so most of them die and then they hide in a cave and then they just fight more monsters. There's like big, yeah, spiders. big spiders. Um, and then, uh, she gets saved by the hunter. The hunter. Is, yeah. Which big is the Filipino name of your guy, which is one of your, the name of your guy. Uh, actually not big little guy. He's a little kinda. guy. It's Tony Jaw. He's, uh, uh He's a fucking was Ong Bak. Uh, what is that? Yeah, Ong Bak. Yeah, Ong Bak, Muay Thai warrior. And he's awesome. Tom Yoon Gung and Ong Bak Two: The Beginning 
and I'm back three. He <laughs> actually doesn't speak that much English, which is like really um, hindered his crossover potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in like Fury, one of the Fast and the Furious movies. Furious he, Seven. Furious Seven. He's in Triple X Three or whatever. Um, but he, it's been hard for him because he doesn't speak English very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this movie, they're just like he doesn't speak English. He's from this other world. That's fine. Um, which weird choice. Um, not a movie that already doesn't have characters just being like, mm-hmm. you really don't need to hear them say anything. Yeah. There's also a major language barrier situation happening. <laughs> right. So she wakes up and he's like saved her from the spiders. She thinks that she just freaks out and is attacking him. He's a great fighter. So we just get fighting. Uh, they fight a lot. Um, and then they go up, they get out of the cave after like throwing each other around, they get out of the cave and then uh, they basically at some point realize be- from food, basically. She yeah, has, she gives him chocolate and then he hilariously thinks that chocolate is the word for food, yeah, not just chocolate, <laughs> which is that's going to come up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to remember this because chocolate <laughs> means food to this guy and he will not be dissuaded from that position. Um, so they have like a kind of cute language barrier figuring each other's out uh, thing. He kind of shows her, they have a, a montage where he shows her how to fight stuff, uh, different weapons that he's got huge, big, like buster swords. Yep. Um, <laughs> awesome, uh, huge fucking bow and arrow with giant arrows. Some sort of weird grappling hook kettle or something. <laughs> yep. Um, and then they go to, a place where there's regular dinosaurs that aren't going to hurt them. Um, we're talking about like an hour and a half, like an hour into the movie. Uh, all of a sudden, um, Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman shows up. who you Uh-oh. got a glimpse of <laughs> in the very opening sequence of the movie, which was baffling. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's on we, a sand ship. <laughs> yes. He's some sort of pirate who looks like they came out of like a, a Mad Max two reject mm-hmm. uh, costuming shop. Um, and he is the one who talks and now we, we have a character and you immediately regret ever wishing that you could understand anybody because the writing is terrible, obviously. Yeah. And he's just like, he just explains like, this is how portals work. We better get you back. And she's like, great. Awesome. I can't, I'd love to get back. <laughs> I can't stress this enough. This is like an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. We're yeah. almost done. Um, <laughs> and, uh, they uh they have to kill another monster so that they can return home huge battle they fall through the portal um people get sucked into the desert world which is earth apparently mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh they have to send them back another monster big black dragon shows up um and then they i guess i guess they now there's a portal open from the monster world and then they have to figure out how to close it. And then that is how it ends. Yep. There's a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. <laughs> like, uh-oh, now just monsters like, are in the earth. Just like Mortal Kombat. Just like Mortal Kombat. That's how Mortal Kombat ends. He loves to leave a sequel open. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. That's all that happens. Oh, I also forgot. Um, Ron Perlman has a very cute cat named Palico. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird looking because it's CGI. Um, but and he's like a hibachi chef. And he's a hibachi chef and he's cute and he wants to fuck Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Um, now here's, so this is, he's a this is a big problem for me. Uh, this is, this is something that I, I simply must talk about, which is that, so we're, you know, hour 15, hour 20 into the movie when we meet Ron Perlman and hibachi cat and um, yeah. horny hibachi cat sorry um <laughs> excuse me this is i and i kept track of this this is really <laughs> when milijovovich sees hibachi cat that is the first time in the whole movie and the only time in the whole movie where she says what is that <laughs> We've seen her fight so many monsters. We've seen her seize so many foreign weapons. You know, all sorts of different shit. She's on a flying sand ship. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. 
And the first thing that really grabs her attention and confuses her is a bipedal cat. Yes. That looks a lot like a regular cat. It looks a lot like a regular cat, but a hibachi chef. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> These are normal things that you would have put together. But like, it's it's you know it goes back to what we said at the beginning that like she's an army ranger who gets sucked into their world why not just start it in their world the point of having an army ranger who gets sucked into their world would be to have a fish out of water character who can point at stuff and say what is that why and does then, that work that way and then maybe there would be an english speaker there who would say <laughs> it's uh-huh. my special bow and arrow that i put special poison on. <laughs> you might think that that's how it should work but you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. You'd be you, dead you wrong. Would, <laughs> you would not be Paul W.S. W. S. Anderson. Yeah. Huge blockbuster. You would success. not be. You would not be King of Hollywood. Paul Wamas Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you would be an idiot who doesn't realize that what you should do is have a boring ass army sequence mm-hmm. where there's nothing interesting at all happening. They sing the worst the army song. <laughs> the middle of the desert where nothing is happening and you care about nobody and then you take them to the new world and then you have nothing explained again mm-hmm. um yeah uh, you could do one or the other yeah for sure i think that that would be cool you wanted um, to do more of like a you know an a to b you know you'd have a fish out of water who asks questions but you know Paul Wamas, he likes to zig when you want to zag you yeah know? and it's really not that complicated though you could just be like Hey, it's a fun world where we hunt monsters. Mm. And me and Mila Jovovich and Ron Perlman and the hunter are all just friends who go do that and they're you have time to like develop their characters and have them like have stakes. I implore you, if you haven't watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie that came out in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, watch that movie because that's how to do a fucking game movie. <laughs> Make it fun like a game. <laughs> you know? It's like that movie is like there's a thing and we want the thing for these emotional reasons and everything pays off fun movie this movie it's there's no it's like he doesn't understand that you could write like emotional reasons for things to happen Mm -hmm. he's just like well i gotta show big dragons and i can't waste any time doing anything else yeah so i'm just going to have them fight big dragons the less they talk the better (laughs) you know what's funny too is like in all the things that happen and don't get explained, one of them happens pretty early on when they're getting chased by the spiders in the cave. Uh, and Mila Jovovich gets like stabbed through the heart or something with mm-hmm. like a piece of the spider. Sure. Uh, and then she just drops dead and T.I. is like, we got to get her. We got She's got to be okay. We got to get her out of here. And they're like, no, leave her. Leave her. We're out of time. And they ditch her. And then she just gets up like she's it like heals and she's fine fine. yeah (laughs) and Uh, they never explain that and then all the other army guys die so nobody can ever ask her what happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah ti dies by like spiders laying eggs in his chest cavity or something it's really kind of gross um and uh that's it and no it's fine (laughs) she's invincible or whatever uh, yeah, it the the movie is like not worth talking about because if you're not <laughs> they they don't like give you anything to talk about. If yeah. you don't care about watching big dragons being fought, which I'll go ahead and say those parts were fairly entertaining. Yeah, like good time. The, and I, and I'll say most of the movie. Um mm-hmm. the most of the movie is them shooting big rockets and swinging around on huge dragons, mostly dragons, sometimes a spider, sometimes technically a wyvern. Um, But, you know, it's mostly that. And I'd say one of the bummers of the movie for me really is that the monsters are just big animals or like big, like shit that you know already. Like I wanted to, I want, you know, it's a fucking monster hunter. It's a Japanese, you know, monster hunting video game. Like show me some fucking, you know, show me something I haven't seen before. You know, I gotta say one of my big problems with monster hunter as a game is that like mm. in, in dark souls, sorry to always be talking about dark souls in the dark souls in the FromSoft series, like bosses will be, insane it's like what if it's a skull that's also a snail that has big reachy arms and Mm -hmm. like what if it's uh, a giant that has like uh, 
like an octopus for uh, legs. Yeah. Like, I mean, this very is very uh, inventive, insane stuff drawn from lots of different cultures and and mythologies, and then mashed together just because it's cool. Takes stuff from Berserk and 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 um, all kinds of other weird uh, Akira and like mash it all together and make real the most interesting stuff for this idea that you're trying to make. And Monster Hunter is, as far as I know, again, I've only played one of the games and not very much, but the most interesting Monster Hunters are just weird-looking dinosaurs. Like, they're all just animals. Yeah. This was the way that it was pitched to me by my stepbrother-in-law was he said, it's like violent Pokemon. And It is like that. It's like violent Pokemon, but the thing is, like, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this ain't like fucking Pokemon. Every Pokemon is an achievement of character design. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, every single one of them is like a perfectly drawn, perfectly ideated little thing that's like, what if it was like an electric, you know, monkey? And you're like, that's an electric monkey. You got it. Like, these things are just <laughs> like, they're not interesting. They're just fucking dinosaurs or big spiders. Like, right, that's- and they'll have different, like, configurations of wings and claws and stuff but it's kind of all the same um it reminds me a lot of uh there's a a very long pre pre pre-action button reviews tim rogers review of pokemon Mm -hmm. uh where he says (laughs) he says some people will say that pokemon is just a sheep and yes that pokemon is just a sheep but it is also wooloo Mm -hmm. (laughs) and (laughs) he's making the same point that it's like it isn't it's like this incredible icon of this very unique thing that is also the sheep pokemon um, yeah it's like it's it is just a sheep in the way that grape candy tastes like grape exactly. you know like you have created like the the absolute essence of grape that is so recognizably grape that it doesn't taste like a grape you know it's something very <laughs> like, specific to that yeah and monster You've replicated Hunter, every experience of tasting grape except for grape flavor <laughs> right and Monster Hunter never has given me the kind of like Dark Souls Elden Ring idea of like, what if it's an enormous cephalopod or what if it's like a guy that's made out of bodies or whatever, like in the sense that you kind of just want to look at it, like you want to get there and see what it does and how it works because yeah. all their bosses are so interesting, um, even though they're very hard. Monster Hunter is like, okay, uh, this dinosaur has feathers it flies a little or whatever. And I just, I've always been pretty uninterested in it to be fair, to be honest. Uh, and the movie, unless you're a big fan, I honestly, it, I mean, this movie is terrible. Like, <laughs> let's be honest here. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> uh, it is the, 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 the effects are competent. Um, the action is readable. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is not because we've covered movies where it's just like, even the f- parts that are supposed to be fun are boring as hell and unwatchable. And that's not to give credit where credit is due. They definitely do a good job of like showing the people take down a, a dragon or whatever. Yeah. And, the, and they, they competently, you know, guide you through the ideas of like taking parts of monsters to fight other monsters and whatever. Like, that's true. They too. go hunt the spider so they can get the poison from the spider so they can take down the big guy. Although it's not exactly clear why they need to take down the big guy, Unclear. but they are trying to take down the big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, if the, if there was always an option for them to leave that environment and go somewhere safe, why weren't they just doing that? <laughs> uh, not clear. Cause but they want the thing. I don't know. They want the, the trophy from it or whatever. The basic, like, the basic signposting of MacGuffins is bad Mm -hmm. like that should be the most basic like we need the claw but i should be able to do that but we we don't even really get that i would say that something about this movie is that i think that if they had just pushed it a little further in that direction like i think there's like a couple of tweaks really just a few small changes that you could make to this movie that would make it perfectly fun stupid movie you know like it's it's of it's course, frustrating sure. to 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 see her like struggle to communicate with this filipino guy and like that be so much of the movie and and you know not ask questions not explore any of the you know these monsters and whatever and what the the deal is with them or nothing like you know it it you could see in those moments when they're like really shining in the action sequences where like this could be one of those movies that's like um you know i think of um uh 
I always describe 100 Gex this way, where it's like, <laughs> it makes me feel retarded, but in a great way. Uh-huh. You know, like, this is, this is that kind of movie it could be, you know, like, if they just, like, went a little further, blur the lines between these action sequences a little more, and just kind of, like, make it always be action, you know? Because why not? Yeah. If you're already committed to if that's what doing you the Monster do. Hunter thing, and there's no story, you're just hunting monsters, just fucking roll with it you know just keep it going we don't need we don't you don't even try uh, yeah i wish i wish that if it's a passion project and you're not even trying to make your money back at this point the movie mm-hmm. did terribly the movie made 44 million on 60. i mean part of the problem is i think uh covid that's true this movie did come out in december of 2020 so like yeah, that's pre, pre-vax <laughs> like oof, you're terrible um that's a big problem I'm sure this movie would have done okay because it probably would have been fun to see in theaters. Um, if you, especially if you like Big Dragon, and there's not that many huge dragon movies. Um, but yeah, it, it's just it's it's very um, it's very poorly done in mm-hmm. terms of writing. Um, everything else is kind of fine. The acting is also terrible. Sorry. Um, even yes. Ron Perlman has nothing to do. Ron Perlman, not great. But, but Ron Perlman isn't a great actor already. And like when that's your totem, when that's like the guy you're looking to, to be your like veteran actor in the piece, this guy's you in know, <laughs> that's trouble. Bury Jovovich, him an hour into the movie. God bless her. You know, I'm sure that she, she and, and, and Paul Wamas have an incredible, you know, uh, an incredible relationship. I'm sure they love each other very dearly. And it, yeah. it it warms my heart very much kid. that he insists on putting her in every movie, but she is such a bad actor. <laughs> it is fucking <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> it's really bad. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to re- recommend this at all. No. Um, if you want to, if you must see big dragons get fought uh, in the coolest ways, watch the dungeon dragons movie. Mm. Don't watch this. Um, so that's, that's how I feel about it. Yep. Um, that's that for that. That's that for that. Um, do you mind if I take a break here? Yeah, let's Cut do here. a little intermission. And we're back. <laughs> and our next movie in this double feature is... Silent Hill, directed by Christoph Gans from 2006. Yes. What is what is Christoph Gans's deal? So Nothing. okay, this is interesting. Uh, so Silent Hill is written by Roger Avery, famously writer of Pulp Fiction and mm. um, director of. Although, um, like, is he actually the? I thought it was like Roger Avery. Yeah, he's story uh, ins- writer for. It, he Pulp Fiction. insisted that he wrote the entirety of the boxer story and co-wrote Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. with Quentin Tarantino and Quentin Tarantino really wanted the writing and directing writer and director credit to be mm-hmm. like written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. So he had to give Roger Avery story by credit, even though that wasn't true because mm. it wasn't just story by kind of implies that he just like gave Quentin the idea. Right. Um, but he insists that he wrote it. It's clear they've made up, but there was a time when they were not talking. Um, yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I can believe that maybe there's a more complex story behind the scenes there because, like, it's not exactly like Roger Avery goes on to write anything else that's good. That's true. <laughs> uh, I will uh, disagree with you there in that I am a big fan and defender of Rules of Attraction. I oh, think I think you're going to fan- say Beowulf. <laughs> Jesus, no. Uh, but Rules of Attraction is a great movie. Um, oh, wow. Look at this Twee Thousands cover. How did this one not make it on the list? Uh, it's not like that. It is oh. a ho- it's a horrible, terrible movie about kids raping and killing each other. Nice. Um, it's incredible, and you should watch it. Actually, we should, we, I'll, if we ever get to pick any movies, I'll, I'll definitely put uh, <laughs> Ooh, Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek is incredible in this movie. Jay Vanderbeek. I can't, you've never even heard of this movie? It's so good. Huh. Um I love this movie and it, it 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 Roger Avery wrote based it off of the same guy who wrote American Psycho. It's actually about Patrick Bateman's brother in college. Okay. Um Sean Bateman. Um and it's just about him sort of being this narcissist like freak who's just like 
has nothing but like wanting to fuck and he's just a sociopath and just like Mm -hmm. goes around and like tries to like experience something um and then just like mistreats women (laughs) and he's Uh, actually supposed to be patrick bateman's yeah he's literally he's literally patrick bateman's brother how does Um, that work is it like is this adapted from a novel yeah same guy brett easton ellis wrote rules of attraction oh okay Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very good. The book is very good. I got in trouble for reading it in high school. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm not a big Brett Easton Ellis defender, but I think this book is very good. Um, I, I think I, I, I'm a, I like this movie a lot, and I think it was a stroke of genius, especially at the time in in um, in 2002, to cast actual like teen actors at the time because it's mm-hmm. Vanderbeek, it's Shannon Sosman, Jessica Biel, Kate Bosworth, yeah. uh, Fred Savage is in it as a heroin addict. Nice. Um, it's 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 a it's a such a fun movie. Fred Savage um, is Wonder Years or is he Boy Meets World? He's Wonder Years. Got it. Um so anyway, uh Roger Avery I respected at this point <laughs> um for for pulp fiction and rules of attraction. So I was actually pretty excited when this movie came out. Um because he wrote it. Christoph Gans had only um, ever directed uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf, which was from 2001. And uh, it was, he was a, it's a French movie that is like, it was really cool looking. Mm-hmm. So it, it had this sort of like nerd. I, I remember seeing it like bootlegged at comic book conventions. Cause mm-hmm. it like, if you watch the trailer, it just like looks incredible. And it was like one of the first like CGI Jim Henson, like action movies um, that like looked really amazing. Um, and, and I think he does a good job of, I've never seen it actually. Um, but I think he does a good job. You can see that kind of like visual flair, stylistic decisions, like cross over into Silent Hill, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't add up to a lot, though, because, well, we'll talk about it. So, have you ever seen this? No. Okay. I was excited, honestly, when I was a kid. I never actually really played the games. I'd, I'd played some of the second one. Mm-hmm. Um and I was very scared <laughs> yeah. uh, and I could not finish it. Um, and, but I was excited to see the movie because Roger Avery directed it or wrote it and Christoph Gans, who had, I'd only known from directing Brotherhood of the Wolf um, was directing it. So I was like, okay, this will look cool and probably have a good story. Um, seems like they're going to do it right. Um, saw it in the theater and I remember being like, this is a little too, my my take on it at the time was that it felt a little um hollywoody mm-hmm. uh it had too much like s- bad cgi um and i was i liked when they didn't do that but it also felt a little too um how how do you say it had this there was a theme or or a sort of sense back in at in the middle of the aughts where horror movies had to be like goth not just Mm -hmm. scary but like also kind of like badass like the like like even in the ring there's one shot in the ring at the very end of the ring when you see samara come out there's like a like an mtv like quick zoom into her face and she like is cgi angry right (laughs) that stuff i was always very against and always looked really stupid to me and this movie is just full of it Mm -hmm. pyramid head has this like cgi beefy arm and like (laughs) it's so silly and i don't know why they do that stuff um Mm -hmm. but i I was i was sort of pretty uh positive on it at the time i was like it was kind of cool it had an interesting story uh it it suffered from pretty bad cgi and that's all i really felt about it but i thought it was pretty cool yeah I, I had told you before we started recording that um, my brother is who I would have seen this movie with if mm-hmm. I had gone to see it and he had already moved away by the time this came out. So this was pretty far off my radar. I think similarly to you, I also only played Silent Hill 2 uh, mm-hmm. with him and um, I don't really remember much about it except that it always was foggy and uh, the game was scary. 
<laughs> that's <laughs> really all I could possibly like if you asked me to access anything about Silent Hill I would have I mean you remember this I thought Pyramid Head was from Resident Evil I did oh, not yeah. remember that he was from Silent Hill because to me Silent Hill I always remembered it being very quiet that's my memory of the game is that it's like a quiet like moody sort of horror not like a you know jump scare big gnarly guy sort of horror yes uh, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the video game is not very full of jump scares. It's slow. Mm-hmm. You slowly come across horrifying, disgusting little freaks in, in the fog and in the dark. Yeah. And, you know, you're walking around and then, oh, that's a nurse. And then they like, in my memory, at least, I haven't played Silent Hill in a long time, but in my memory, at least, they don't even, like, do the Resident Evil, like, jump at you thing. Like, the vast majority of them just, like, lumber at you and are weird looking. Mm-hmm. And the movie tries to recreate that a couple of times um, to very ill effect, as far as I could tell. Uh, yeah, so let's let's get into what the movie is. You, you try and sum up this one. Sure. See how, <laughs> see how you do. Okay, so we have a husband and wife um, who are played by Sean Bean and some lady. Yeah, and um, Rob Stark is in this for some reason. Uh, Rada Mitchell, that's who. Um, <laughs> that's who. She's from uh, The Walking Dead, of course. Oh, and, um, sure. I think she's in Famous The X-Files. Show. Anyway, they are Christopher and Rose da Silva, um, seemingly a Portuguese couple. <laughs> <laughs> white Portuguese, yeah. Very extremely white Portuguese people, yeah. Sure. Um, and uh, they have a daughter who sleepwalks and um, has this recurring dream about a town in West Virginia uh, it's called Silent Hill. And as some sort of exposure therapy, I believe, they I uh, decide to take her to Silent Hill. Um, and uh, on the way there, uh, the, the, she's just being fucking weird. And this cop is like, what's going on? And starts following them. They get to Silent Hill. And lo and behold, it's Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to believe this. It's Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> they show up in Silent Hill and it's fucking Silent Hill up in there. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, um, you know, the cop catches up to them and they're kind of exploring Silent Hill together. Oh, she, the girl disappears uh, and the mom is trying to find her in Silent Hill. The little girl's name Sharon. Little girl's name Sharon. And um, they're trying to find her in Silent Hill. The cop is with her. Um, and they, you know, they explore around. They meander. They mosey. They um, come across horrors, the <laughs> likes sure of which do. you've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> um and there's like some sort of like a weird like snap thing that happens sometimes where they go from fog world to like uh saw worlds <laughs> um and um or i should just say like you know early aughts horror movie world where yeah. everything is like dark with like greenish light and everything is like everyone's skin is gray and there's like dry blood everywhere and you know yes. it looks like it looks like the ring it looks like saw it looks like uh uh the grudge. the grudge um and you know um they come across like a cult of people who are like half alive sort of ghost people but also kind of dead um the husband is also looking but he's like in a different plot altogether <laughs> and it like doesn't really interact with the story at all yeah. he's just kind of there cuz i think he's in the video game yeah, you play a guy in the video game. You play a guy in the, the video game. This woman is nowhere to be found, thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so okay. So she finds out, um, oh, the, the man, by the way, is palling around with a police officer named Thomas Gucci. <laughs> who sucks and is really mean for some reason. He's really mean and he doesn't help. And, uh, and eventually the dad like just stupid. gives up and goes home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thinks it's like stupid that he's looking for his daughter or something. Um, so basically what's happening in the, in the movie is that they get, they basically get transported to the fifties or seventies or whatever, Mm. some past version of Silent Hill, the, the, the mom and the cop get transported to the past. And then there's also like the ghosts that are currently haunting it. So when they're talking to the cult people, I don't think they're supposed to be cults. They're supposed to be some sort of like, uh, Christian, you know yeah they're protestants they're protestant zealots 
Um, but I also, they have some sort of like cult aspects to yeah, them. Yeah, they're just normal Protestants. Yeah, exactly. The point <laughs> is, is that <laughs> the point is, is that what happened then is that they're 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 stumbling upon the fact that there was this woman who was uh, raped um, and had a child from that rape, and so they kill her and or they kill they torture her and kill the child mm-hmm. uh, or try to kill the child, but like the suffering of that person uh, like splits the whole town into like a different reality the the child is split in two into like the evil version of Alyssa and the good version of Alyssa and the good version they put up for adoption in the real world. And that is who Sharon is. She is, but she's haunted by this other half of her. That's like basically writhing in suffering in silent Hill. Mm-hmm. So that what they have to do is they go there and they figure out that what they have to do is let the mom have revenge on the people who killed her in the past. So this culminates in this honestly kind of cool, like the bed that she's been tortured in, like rising up out of the ground and then like taking all of the followers that burned her alive mm-hmm. uh, originally. Um, and then just like garroting their asses half. apart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the little, the dark version of Alyssa is like dancing in the blood and that's sort of the end, um, which I guess like kind of, purifies it and like undoes the the implication is that they kind of save it like whatever it is and that the Sharon but they also seem to be like sort of still stuck in the other realm because at the very end Sean Bean is like walking around the house and the door opens for no reason like they're still stuck in like in between dimensions um but that's what happens this (laughs) was pretty confusing to me as a kid Mm -hmm. um I don't didn't really remember. I wasn't. I guess I was in college at this point. But like, I was like, wait, what are they saying? It makes a little more sense to me now. I think they they tried to bite off a little more than they could chew with this story because I was reading on the Wikipedia that the original draft of the screenplay had no men in it at all. Mm-hmm. Not not a single male speaking character. Nice. Um, and so the the studio rejected it. I was like, you gotta you gotta have a late guy in there <laughs> and because <laughs> they're like because <laughs> it's 2006 it's 2006 and they know where their bread is buttered and they're yeah. like i know who's coming to see the silent hill movie not bitches, that's for sure. It's not quite Gamergate yet, but you could feel it coming. But <laughs> basically, was uh, so you, yeah. So you have Sean Bean was added as a character to Hilarious. be like. Okay, also, the dad is looking for her <laughs> to do um, nothing at all. <laughs> to just dick around and have the most boring parts of the story. Nothing scary happens. This the Gucci the cop Gucci cop is so fucking annoying. Uh, their conversations mean nothing, and you are and nothing is revealed. Yeah. Um. And he doesn't get anywhere. He just goes home afterwards. Yeah. He just gives up. Um. So it feels really tacked on, and it is. Um. And it doesn't mean anything. The story is sort of, I think, uh, confusing and not very well laid out. And I think my big problem with it is that, like, what I remember from Silent Hill 2, because Pyramid, Pyramid Head is from Silent Hill 2. Mm-hmm. And he is, so the, that story is about a guy whose wife was sick and, like, for, for like, years. And, like, with, with some sort of, like, debilitating cancer. And eventually he, he like, mercy kills her. Um, like smothers smothers her to death because she's like in a vegetative state. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the movie that game is about him sort of like processing that guilt, and Pyramid Head is like a representation of him, like the violence he committed and the sexual frustration he had, like not being able to fuck for years because mm. his wife was alive and like his of course love- the pyramid. <laughs> yeah really and like the game is really weird and like you know he 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 so he's running into this woman who looks just like his wife but alive and like extra horny and like it's a very horny guilt it's a very complicated like kind of controversial game Mm -hmm. that is about something like it has this sort of like guy going through processing his emotions 
through this horrific way because he went through something horrific. And that's, I think, the what people like about fans of Silent Hill really care about that, that, mm-hmm. that it's a metaphor for some experiencing something horrific through the lens of horror, which at this point is all horror is anymore. It's always a fucking metaphor for trauma or grief yeah. or whatever. But in the time, it was pretty... It's pretty novel, yeah. It was pretty novel. So I think that my big problem with the movie is, one, they don't even get to explaining <laughs> what is happening until like a full hour into the movie. Mm-hmm. Like You get all these pointless scenes of them running from unexplained monsters and then like escaping because they like transform into dust uh, and nothing else. So nothing feels like it has any weight or any stakes. It's just like, whoa, big scary monster. And yes. you're pretty sure it's just going to fly away. It feels like playing a horror game where you just kind of like meander around and like you come across the scary scenes that you're supposed to come across and you like have some vague idea of what your objective is, but you're like kind of just like, all right, well, I'll just see what's in this room. Oh, <laughs> oh no, not that. That's horrible. Um, and then you, you literally don't meet the priestess of the brethren. You don't meet the brethren mm-hmm. until like an hour 20 into the movie. Yeah. And, and it's like the movie's not, it's it's unfortunately like two hours long. Um, and it just, I felt like. Too much Sean Bean. If you cut Sean Bean out of this, this is almost 90. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, There's too much maybe Sean Bean. an hour and 40. Mm-hmm. There's too much Sean Bean. And then I just think there's, while I, I'll say this, the very first time you see the like little kids that are burning up that like the first monsters you see when she goes down into like the weird basement and like there's that guy with the gas mask on and then Mm. she like turns around and there's this weird thing. I was spooked. That was pretty scary. Um, I think the movie isn't not scary and it's pretty good at what it's doing for a while, uh, uh, making you feel scared. Uh, but then it sort of takes this like slow, gradual turn into kind of actiony. Like once Pyramid Head shows up, he he doesn't feel very menacing. He feels like it feels like a fight almost. Yeah. Like when he's like shoving his huge sword <laughs> into uh, the wall and they're just like dodging it. I, I'm like at this point I'm not scared of him. He's just like a cool guy. Um, <laughs> cool guy <laughs> cool guy uh and then and then after that you meet this brethren and the whole like story is sort of just dumped on you in this like you know the the dark little girl is like this is what happened to me and then there's flashbacks it's it's a it's a it's a story dump and then it just resolves mm-hmm. um so this time i watched it i was just really disappointed and 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 just did not like the way the story goes because if the movie is about judgment of of the sexually abused none of the monsters really work to represent that right and and be it didn't even happen to the mom she's just sort of witnessing it so it doesn't like read as anything they're just like random scary thing yeah they just showed up to a spooky town and scary stuff happens it's like literally for the first hour of the movie it's like a haunted house movie mm-hmm. where yeah. it might as well just be themed like disney's haunted house yeah except more you know 2000s violent uh with barbed wire and and you know brown blood everywhere mm-hmm. um because other than that it's just like oh and then this happened and to save it you need to like get this kind of revenge and then they do um so it's just it, it feels like a real whiff of a yeah of a story well and it's also like it's just like not helped any by a lot of technicals like there's a lot of shit that's like you know acting problems where like yes uh neither sean bean nor uh whatever the fuck her name is radam rose neither of them can manage to contain their accents they both slip all the time Mm-hmm. Um, Rada sounds Australian like ninety percent of the time. I believe that's where she's from. Yeah, uh huh. I looked it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, you know, you have Silent Hill is in West Virginia, and yeah. implying that they live in West Virginia or whatever. I mean, or maybe they drove really far. It doesn't matter. But I mean, like, it's in West Virginia. 
none of these people in their little flashbacks or anything, none of them talk like Max Ogle. None of them sound like they're from <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> like these people all sound like British or like colonial New Englandy. Like you're Sean just like, Bean you're not- especially cannot do an American accent. No. He sounds so British. He's or blowing it in such a big way, <laughs> and like. Yeah, I mean, again, it's like yeah, the English. the the vibe of it is very two thousands horror. The 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 CGI. I kind of I think this time around, I ended up appreciating the CGI a little bit because yeah. you know, now Silent Hill is like a retro PlayStation game. So now, like seeing shit look all PlayStationy is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so that I didn't mind so well, much, but also- like. Pyramid Head is like mostly a CGI creation. I think there is really a guy in there, but like, yeah. So it's Roberto Campanella as Pyramid yeah, he's Head. In there. There's a guy in there, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the pyramid is CGI. His arms are CGI. They're at least juiced up with CGI. And, and like, I don't know why. Like when he moves, it still looks like he's like balancing the pyramid on him. (laughs) It doesn't look like it's like comfortable to do. He constantly looks like he's like off balance. He's trying to keep it centered on his head. Like it, it, it it just looks really cheap a lot of the time. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't look great, unfortunately, but I will say, uh, if there's one thing I can say for this movie is that I personally think it does look really good. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of really interesting directorial choices. The monsters, oh my god, this is so bizarre. I'm I'm just looking at um, a DVD like behind the f- behind the scenes stuff. All of these monsters are practical and interesting. They don't look like it at all. <laughs> um, but I think besides the creature effects, which are mostly yeah, if you Google Roberto Campanella, Campanella and Silent Hill 1. Um, oh, it's on his <laughs> specific YouTube channel, Roberto Campanella's Yeah, this YouTube is a channel. lot of practical stuff. Yeah. and The problem is, I looks, guess, they just juiced it up too much. They juiced it up too much because it's, it's, it's 06. Um, but yeah, like you can see his arm. Oh, yeah, they made his arm beefy. God, he looks so creepy skinny, though. I don't know whether... Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. They should have made him skinny. He looks fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was, you know, it was 2006. So, (laughs) but I think that the director does a good job. There's a lot of really interesting choices. There's a lot of cool, like, you know, I think some people get a little tired of Dutch angles, but I think they're used appropriately here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that uh, a lot of the foggy stuff looks really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a nicely directed thing. Um, I don't understand why it's also Centralia. That's a big weird thing. Mm. Like, it it said that Roger Avery heard about Centralia when he was a kid and was like, what if we put Silent Hill in a city where everything is just burning all the time underground? Right. And that's a cool idea, but then they didn't tie that to anything. Like, okay, what started the... If, if something started the fire that was like a part of the metaphor of like constant suffering creating hell on earth for somebody or whatever he just like didn't he just put a bunch of little pieces together and then like called it a day mm-hmm. um so my biggest problem is the writing and the acting which i think are subpar to really bad um but the creature effects are kind of cool still mm-hmm. the directing is still pretty good i think um, aside from i mean listen i i'm i'm gonna say it still i think they could have secured the pyramid on a little better Yes. It I think look that's so that's bad a big problem I'm... for your big heavy scary guy. Yeah, to be you got a wobbly like that. <laughs> I mean, he looks pretty stable when he's like walking. Or... Oh no, it like it's not it's not connected. It's, it's like he's balancing connected. it with his shoulders. Yeah, they need to You keep to... catching him push it up with his shoulder. <laughs> and it like goes up. It's supposed to be made of metal mm-hmm. or something. So it, and I'd assumed it was like fused, you know, like it's part of his, you know, his physiology. Like he's yeah, actually made like, of pyramid. It kind of jostles around like he's just like wearing a big plastic thing on his head. Um, it's a damn shame because they did a really good job at recreating his look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just like wobbles a little. Um, they could have just like added I'm no costume designer, but it does seem like they could have like 
attached it to his chest more so mm-hmm. it just like didn't like wobble um this movie has flaws <laughs> uh i don't think it's deserving of like mockery exactly like you can really see where they were going and i think he made a bad decision about like really changing the story this much because in the first movie there is like a demonic possession of a child um but it's pretty different and makes a lot more sense and in this movie it seems like he just like kind of changed it because he wanted to put it in centralia and didn't have anything else to say um just wanted to be spooky so yeah it feels like a missed opportunity and i wouldn't be so harsh on it just because it was 2006 and it looks like saw or whatever i think that's kind of nice i i I like the vibe of it it's just like it stops being scary and the mystery doesn't really make a ton of sense yeah (laughs) metaphorically so yeah i'll say i'll say not recommend i'm gonna say not recommend yeah you know it's it's not the worst thing in the world but uh, you don't gotta you don't gotta watch this one you can there's much better horror movies much more interesting horror movies that are going for this like metaphorical especially now especially now you got no shortage of (laughs) horror movies that are about sexual trauma yeah you can watch lots of things um so yeah that's that's how i feel about it i also want to mention tony jaw is thai not filipino um he looks filipino to me he, well, they're very close to each other. <laughs> I mean, comparatively to America. <laughs> uh, Philippines is right over... It's an island right over Australia, right? And mm, then like Thailand. Go, to your, go straight to one of your big weaknesses. <laughs> Isn't it? Geography over, is not one of your, your no, great it's, strengths. It's terrible for me. But I think I do know this. It's not right above Australia. Oh. There's like a close? couple. There's a couple things between it and Australia, yeah. But it's... But it's in the same area of the world, right? It's, like it's, it's some like, islands, yeah, and it's just south of Tai of uh oh of Taiwan. Where's Thailand? Thailand is not over by Laos. You're uh, I somewhere? think so, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, great. I, I got I got one. <laughs> but damn, I'm really bad with Europe. Um <laughs> there's too many fucking countries there. Um anyway. Shout out to Tony Ja. Keep on making Ong Bak, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, not recommend either of these movies. Yeah. This has been, uh, as the Dark Council called it, one of the most rough months that we've ever had. Yeah, um, this is this is a... You're creating a hostile work environment for yeah, us. I feel, <laughs> I feel like this is a hostile work environment and you're not making us want to be nice to you. <laughs> you're making us say sorry, not sorry for missing a week instead of being like, oh, sorry. Thanks so much for being a subscriber. Fuck you, actually. Because <laughs> you made us watch these bad movies. Um, luckily, next week we have Super Mario Brothers, right? Yes. Uh, which uh, we've been wanting to do almost since we started the show yeah it's, um, i'm very excited to watch it again i'm excited to watch it because i've never seen it and it looks hilarious and very stupid and fun um so who who directed that movie some some some, some like europe it's like some european uh like artist i think <laughs> who they like accidentally gave a million dollars uh or not a million like tens of millions of dollars um but yeah i'm excited to watch that so thanks for picking that uh and then after that i'm not excited to watch the last one because <laughs> i know it's gonna suck and i don't think it's gonna be funny either um but that is the first and second week of video game adaptation month Thanks so much to the Dark Council for picking these dog shit movies. Uh, <laughs> if you would like to see what the Dark Council is all about, I do believe we might have a spot, if not next month, the month after, open. Um, so go to patreon.com slash generation loss and check that out. You can uh, you can join the Dark Council or the Sopranos tier and vote for what show we're going to watch. We just did uh, the second season of Rome. So next month will be Firefly. Thanks to everyone who voted. 
it looks like if you're listening to this and you you are a Patreon subscriber, there was like seven, six people who didn't vote and were in the Sopranos tier. So check your email. Sorry you <laughs> missed that one. Uh, I, I I didn't do it on Discord this time, so I can include every patron and still six people <laughs> missed it. Um, so please check your email. Uh, we're going to do another voting at the end of the month because Firefly is only one season. Um, so get on in there. Uh, otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter at GenLostPod. Uh, you can follow us individually from there. Uh, we don't have any other shows. You can listen to my band, Stay Inside. Otherwise, thanks so much for listening. Until next time, that's, that's movies. movies. We worry more than most at the mercy of ghosts. Still can't you tell by the way we stare? you turn on the dark and yelling out in fright turn on the dark a paper endless night it was never my choice there ain't an end in sight turn on the dark cause i'm afraid of the light oh won't you turn on the dark and There's no...